0: Universal Podcast, a universal podcast for grown-ups from the After Dark Network. There may be a few naughty words so it may not be suitable for kids. Enjoy the show!
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of that universal podcast. I'm Nick, and on this episode, I'm joined by uh, Ryan. Hello. Join my Mr. D.
2: Happy bank holiday if you're in the UK.
1: Yes, although by the time this goes out, bank holiday will well, well yeah. gone. <laughs> or, any other, or any other day. And also by P Dubs himself. Hello. Hello. And uh, we are brought here together to talk about. Things universal. Um, and we've got some game supply as well. And uh we're gonna do it we're going back to the walkthrough or, or the walk around with P dubs later on as well. But I suppose we should start the show off with what is everybody drinking. So Ryan, what are you drinking?
3: Oh well, as it's bank holiday, and you know, I'm usually one for drinking water or coffee, but I've actually got a massive bottle of Ho Garden here. So Oh. Nice, go. a good choice.
1: Yeah. Oh, you can hear it lagging away. That, that, that must sound fantastic. It sounds beautiful, Mr. Day. What are you drinking?
2: Okay, so uh, it was my birthday this weekend, and I got a couple of couple of different bottles of gin, but the one that we're gonna have tonight is tankery, but it's the tankery Sevilla, so the orange one.
1: Oh, I have often looked
2: longingly at that. Mm. I've tried the lime and that's really good and this is my first goal because I've just cracked a seal on the bottle just before we started. Nice. Look this. So cheers.
1: Cheers indeed and I hope you had a lovely birthday. I did, thank you very much. Good. Uh, P-dubs, you've had a dicky tummy so I'm being very sensible.
0: Yeah, I'm on my, uh, my tea. I've got a blueberry and mint tea tonight.
1: Blueberry and mint yeah i mean what can you say it's yeah. a combination i would never put together
0: mm. it's all right it's the first time i've tried it actually it came in um we got a subscription box of tea and it was one of the only ones that hadn't got any caffeine in it mm. and it was it's actually quite nice it's a company called off black
1: mm. i do like blueberry flavored stuff not, not a massive fan of blueberries but like blueberry, blueberry muffins and stuff like that um and blueberry drinks but uh it's it's yeah i've never had it with mint so that's, i
3: that's am loving vision. absolutely loving the fact that you have a tea subscription box that is quite <laughs> well, possibly the most british thing ever yeah
1: I, <laughs> i'd always argue it's you know middle to upper class as well but yeah <laughs> but i know p so i know it's not true <laughs>
0: Definitely, um, it's definitely not true. I didn't even know it was coming. It came in the post the other day, and I was like, "Oh right." Oh, yeah. that's,
3: how, that's how middle class you are. You see, you don't know how many tea subscriptions you've got. <laughs> got tea coming out of his ear Yeah, um,
0: it, it is in my Gryffindor mug, so it's a bit of a saving grace. Gryffindor.
1: Um, I um, I just bought some Huel. I'm trying to go on a bit of a health kick, so I bought some Huel. And I got my first subscription of that today, and my God, weighs a ton. Only <laughs> two bags of powder, it weighed a bloody ton. So I'm not drinking Huel. You know, this time podcast recording is not Huel time. That no. starts tomorrow. But I have um, a Virgil's handcrafted black cherry soda. Has anyone ever had one of these? No. No. it comes in a glass bottle they normally you, I, I found them now on a constant basis at uh, Tesco of course other supermarkets are available in the US section um, and it's one of those things that you'll always um, find in like Lidl when they're doing America Week or something um, and it is just a black cherry like still soda and uh really nice. So cheers all. Cheers. Oh, so nice.
3: After
0: dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com. dot com.
1: Right. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the the tournament of rides? Or do we want to start with a bit of news?
0: That's COVID news, news,
1: I suppose. Like, yeah. Yeah, get it done. Good stuff. Um I I didn't ask anyone to come with news, so if you haven't got any news, it's fine. But um there are two things that I thought we should speak about. So the first one since we last all got together is, uh, you know, the tribute store opened. Halloween Horror Nights is cancelled, but the tribute store is still open because they've still got merchandise to sell. And uh, last week, as we recall this episode, uh, they opened the the entire shop. So it was opening phases, and the last phase... Who's going to um, stop it? Uh, mm, I don't know. Just Just make sure it's only said once, though. We don't want to. We don't want to risk ourselves on this one. But um, the rumours were true uh, that Beetlejuice was going to be part of Halloween Horror Nights Thursday, and we found that out because that was the extended bit of the shop. Now, for those people that haven't been to the tribute store before, it's located next to uh, the Mummy. Been the Mummy. And it's just a massive shop that has all the Halloween Horror Nights merchandise in, doesn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: Probably the best way to describe it. They normally theme the rooms based around things that are happening at that year's event. So last year, um, you know, one of the uh, parts of the store was taken over by Ghostbusters. And including for the first time, of course, uh, Slimer's Arse. We got to see Slimer's Arse. Slimer, Slimer did have a bum bum. So that was exciting, um, but yeah, th- this year it's it's Beetlejuice. Um, they also uh, we knew it was coming. We we I think we talked about it in the last episode the fact that the tribute store sign was made up of props from the old Graveyard Review Beetlejuice show that they used to have. Um, so you know that that also kind of hinted to what was going to happen. But I think two or three days before that they stuck the merchandise out.
0: Yeah.
1: So there were Beetlejuice face masks and Beetlejuice T-shirts that were released in other parts of Universal before the tribute store section opened. But it was, you know, a very kind of open secret. It had never been officially announced. None of the houses had been officially confirmed for this year. Um, But Beetlejuice obviously was heavily rumored and that, you know, kind of sealed the deal. Um, it looks quite good. You know, they've done a good job of replicating the film, I think.
0: Yeah. And there were some nice nods to the film as well. I thought not yes. so m- much in your face ones like the newspaper with the, uh, downturn in sandworm appearances and <laughs> things like that. I thought it was really clever.
1: Yeah. So I'm actually, uh, reading a, a-, a press thing about it. Um, Guests can experience a fully immersive room with intricate theming and decor, including the graveyard and stairwell from the film. And once you're finished with the frills of it, the juice, you'll start to be ready to try out a selection of sweet and savoury Halloween tweets. Tweets? treats, uh, including a gummy beating heart, Halloween confetti cake, a vegan brownie skull, and many more scary delights. They do look pretty good, actually. What's the sandworm thing? I'm looking here at a picture. There's a sandworm. I can't work out what it is. It looks like it might be like some kind of biscuit or something.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. I know Tim Trucker went and tried some of them. The, the beating gummy heart only beats as long as it's in the case. <laughs> when you actually get it out of it, it doesn't.
1: Well, that's pretty good because it means it's not a real beating heart.
0: Yeah. Um, but so he tried works. the vegan brownie and really enjoyed that, the the skull. He said that yeah. was his favourite out of what he tried. I mean, uh,
1: I've had a few uh, vegan brownies in my time and they're generally pretty good. It's it's one of the, the easiest kind of cakes you can veganize quite easily, really, and do a good job with. So it's not much of a surprise, but it's good. It's good that they've got some, some options there for people that, um, you know, on a vegan diet so they they don't have to miss
3: out but uh yeah so it's the, it's good the um the worm is a pretzel dog that's it uh so basically like a hot dog wrapped in a worm looking pretzel yeah very
1: small it is it looks very small like it's only just around the um the sausage yeah uh, like when i've had pretzel dogs before you know because pretzels are generally quite thick you know, we get like quite a, a chunky bit of pretzel with a sausage stuck in the middle of it. That I wouldn't have guessed that was a pretzel dog at all. It was far far too small. But you know, that's that's interesting. It looks quite good. The effect on it does look quite cool. That's what I mean. It, it, like all of the stuff that I've seen looks really good. Like, yeah, they do put effort in. Um, I don't know what the prices are, and I'm I, I'm guessing probably around the eleven ninety nine for the pretzel dog. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, that's probably that why. We, yeah, that's probably why we didn't buy anything in there last year. Because they I had some stuff in there. They did in the T-shirt room.
1: They had. I remember. Um, I remember they had some Stranger Things. There was one with Christmas lights, if I remember yeah. rightly. Um, I, remember, I can't remember
3: that was, was because we were song. out there towards the end of October. So we did the last few nights of Halloween horror nights, and then we were out there until basically the middle of November. And we were there. I think the day the tribute store was closing, yeah. And they had so much on sale. Like I got quite a lot of stuff, like fifty to seventy-five percent off. Which yeah. was
1: awesome. they do that a lot, but it, it's the risk you take because it's it's very hard to gauge what's going to sell out. Well,
3: this is the thing. Like the, I'd already got the stuff that I wanted before. Yeah. And the the stuff that I bought on that day it was kind of like the bits that I was like. Well, I could buy it, but I don't re like I don't really want it,
1: yeah,
3: but then I thought you know for fifty percent off plus then you go kind of go for it exactly exactly
1: yeah, so that's my well that's always been it.'s buy the stuff that you definitely definitely want that you can't leave without, and then if you're going to be there during the end of the run, that's when you go and pick up those those bits that you were a little bit iffy on, you couldn't guarantee um
3: because' not the bits that you're a bit iffy on, those tend to be the ones that people won't buy as much and will be there at the end anyway.
1: Yeah, I think, if I remember rightly, that's what happened with the glowing skulls that they did, like those necklace things. I Mm. think a lot, you know, they had loads of those to clear out for the same reason. People weren't willing to take the punt on them, but there you go. So, yes, that's that's Halloween Horror Nights. Um, uh, Another kind of, well, it's a very big story really, um, is the fact that uh, the hotels at the resort have announced more than 800 employees would be losing their jobs due to COVID. So uh, employees at Hard Rock, at Bay and Cabana Bay were indefinitely furloughed or permanently terminated, according to a notice field last week by the company Lowe's Hotels & Co. Hmm. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, we, we'd already talked about, on a, I think, again on the last episode, the fact that um, some of the hotels had closed. No moving guests around uh, to hotels that were remaining open. Um, but, I mean, that's that's quite shocking, really. Especially as well, because Universal have been, you know, attendance wise, not been doing too badly.
3: So no, it does seem I,
1: a bit of a yeah. surprise. And it, Volcano Bay, I saw reach capacity.
3: Yeah. I think the well, thing is, though, without... It definitely, like, it's doing... It seems to be doing pretty well, and especially against Disney World. But I think without Halloween Horror Nights, I mean, that's got to make the resort a hell of a, a lot of its money for the year.
1: Yeah. And I, I suppose the thing is as well is that, um, you know, we don't know how many people are that are going to universal are actually locals yeah so it could just be a case of the the reason why they've closed the hotels is because although attendance at the park is good people aren't staying at the hotels
3: well think of the the offer that they just did recently for Florida residents where mm. you pay the the price of basically a day and a bit ticket and then you get it free entry for the rest of the year pretty much i mean i mean that's crazy isn't it
1: yeah Ooh.
3: Yeah, it really was a good deal. So,
1: yeah. So that's 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 a shame. I don't think, I don't think there were any any more hotels being built at the moment, was there? You had the other side of in uh, the summer. Yes. Yeah. Which which was due to open. I mean, that is that is ready to go. But it's not I was not supposed in, to be staying there in a couple of weeks. I was you really did it. Did it
0: actually open?
1: Just no. before? no, uh, so they did,
0: did a they did a press event, and that right. was, that's as far as they got.
1: I remember, yeah, I remember there being something about it opening, but i couldn't remember didn't I couldn't remember if it was press or public, but okay, that makes sense um so yeah, so that that remains completely closed, it's not never actually officially open um but I think that was the last you know, though that and Aventura were the last hotels to be built there. I don't think there are any more planned in the immediate future
3: no, I don't think so, and I don't think they'll need to for a while
1: no. No, I think any other hotels have probably been built up at the Epic Universe end of um, mm-hmm. I Drive instead. But again, you know, you not know something there. So um, you know, I, I think it's it's really sad news. You know, obviously it's it's sad when anyone loses their jobs, but it's it's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sorry
2: to hear that. So never mm-hmm. like
1: to hear that. Uh, and, and finally, uh, did we see that? A uh, suspicious-looking package that got dropped into Universal.
3: I mean, I, as, as far as I know, it's it, it's nothing that Universal can comment on. It's very very odd, isn't it?
1: Doesn't exist. Yeah, I I don't really get this at all. So there's a roller coaster being built in the Jurassic Park area of Islands Adventure which they're not allowed to talk about. And then they had something dropped into that same area that was wrapped up, but the package looks suspiciously like a raptor shape and put into the exact same area as this roller coaster is being built in the Jurassic Park area of Island Adventure.
3: Well, not only that, but they stopped crowds to to kind of move the um, suspicious package through the park. So it's like, you really need to talk about this, or, at the very least, transport your dinos during the middle of the night. And transport hide during them
0: during the day. Because <laughs> they're clearly visible now. I mean, you can see that they're raptors, but like, <laughs> you're yeah. no it. Oh, but no, they've unwrapped them, you can actually see them. Yeah. They've actually put them next to the track, and yeah. you can see them from everywhere. What? I, I just, I I
1: cannot get my head around this at all.
0: And this has always been their way. They don't announce anything until, until it's nearly time to open it.
1: But, yeah, but it's yeah. not though, is it? Because I mean, I remember Jimmy Fallon, they
3: announced a long long way in advance.
0: Well, I think um, that's Jimmy Fallon,
3: isn't it? Like he loves a bit of press and he got to do it on the show, didn't he? And also Fast and Furious, like that was announced well ahead of time. Yeah, well, they knew that was going to be, uh, that needed all the press it could get. It's yeah. just it's just so
1: weird. So
3: so weird. I mean it's Nintendo I want to know about because they've started building it in Hollywood now.
1: Yeah, I saw I saw some walls had gone up.
0: Yeah, the, the land's been cleared for ages. Yeah. The things
3: they've have just been. Going wa-
0: yeah, they've just waited for the go ahead to, to start and I'm assuming they were waiting on Orlando. Well and then obviously Orlando's now not happening in the way it was meant to be.
1: Well, that's it. I mean, I think I think that is the again. I know we talked about this previously, but I think that's the problem. You know, the the obvious thing would have been to whack it over in Epic Universe, and then you've got as much land as you want. But I don't think they've got that luxury anymore. I think they. I don't know what the deal is with Nintendo, but generally with these kind of licensing deals, that they sign up with
3: with companies. There are dates to hit. Now, obviously, I definitely, yeah, I definitely think we're seeing Nintendo at islands or universal studios in the next few years i mean the thing is you know even if they
1: don't have like a target date to to hit let's just say that they have the rights for nintendo in their parts for the next 15 years
3: yeah from the start
1: of the contract right so they want to get that cracking
3: i mean that contract was announced what, 4 years ago 3 4 years ago it's a long I'm- time
1: we used to joke about the length of time it took for Avatar Land to actually open up. Yeah. The world of Pandora. Do you know what I mean? That was a running joke on Disaster After Dark for years. The fact that they announced it at the same time as uh, Potter was
0: being started.
1: Was it, was, it, was it the year that Potter started or opened? I can't remember.
0: I think it was the year it opened or possibly the year that they announced Diagon Alley. Right. And Diagon Alley only took... Eighteen months, two years, didn't it? In the big, end,
1: big shopping mall. Yeah, but um,
0: <laughs> well, that's why it didn't take very long.
1: Yes, um, but but regardless, uh, it's you know, I just think they need to do, make a decision and get it going.
3: I think so. Yeah. I mean, to be, I was talking to uh, Dan the other night, and we were like, we if Nintendo is open at Hollywood first, we're going to Hollywood, and. We will fly. We will fly over there. We'll do Halloween Horror Nights at Hollywood. Do probably Disneyland, and then fly back to Orlando and do everything there. But I mean, I guess in a way, there's no real reason drawing me into Universal Hollywood at the minute. But Nintendo certainly would.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not much. I mean, I've always wanted to do the the tour.
3: Oh, the tram tour. Yeah. That, yeah. Tour, tour's superb. Yeah. 100. Can't go wrong with that. I really want to do it, but it's not. It's not going to be something that makes me travel all over. No, it's way, not right?
0: worth it's not worth going all that way just for that. Yeah. But, but Nintendo, then you have got you have got Disneyland up the road.
3: That's the thing, so, yeah. And we would part of the two to be fair. Yeah. But yeah, no I'm excited by Nintendo. I, I just I just want them to crack on and do it.
1: Yeah, I mean everyone I've, I've shown the footage um of digging the, the Japanese parks. You know, obviously we can still only see uh, you know, stuff from drones and, you know, cameras at funny angles and, and what have you but you know the clouds and um you know spinning coins and stuff like that just looks incredible you know everyone's impressed with it so well
3: I think Universal proved with Potter that they can do themed lands as well if not better than Disney
1: yeah yeah 100% uh I think I think yeah you know how to do that. but um they but just announced stuff man <laughs> just just bloody announce that you're building a Jurassic Park coaster and the thing is as well like you don't have to announce when it's opening you know this was going to be or it was expected to open early 2021 it's going to be pushed back a little bit because of COVID I'd be very surprised if they can still keep up to date with that
3: I think it'll be late, late next uh summer next year
1: but you're looking at less than a year away with a coaster that you you know you know where it is. It's got dinosaurs on the bloody construction walls. It's now got raptors on it. Just just announce what it's going to be. Well, this you, if you haven't I'm... even figured out the name, just say un- unnamed Jurassic Park coaster coming next summer. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not hard.
3: Well, this is the thing with the... So, I've been to a couple of press events with Universal, and they, they're really good. But by the time you get there... I was at the one where they announced Hagrid's, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And by that point, we already knew it was a Harry Potter coaster. It was just, and we kind of, we we also knew it had something to do with Hagrid. But it was like, we just need to know the name and kind of what it's doing. And it feels like they they could just get a lot more press attention. To be fair, maybe that's their plan. Because how often, every time there's a change on this coaster, every theme park website is covering it. Yeah. So maybe
1: that's what they want. Either way, so it's uh, to to paraphrase uh, dodgeball. It's a smart strategy. Let's see if it pays off.
3: If you can dodge a raptor, you can dodge a ball.
1: Well, time will tell on that one. Maybe they'll try and attack you. Um, right. So we're going to go now to play. I've got a uh, couple of
3: new things. Are
1: you got a couple of new things?
3: Yeah. Go on then. So Voodoo Donuts have just released two brand new donuts that are themed to Halloween Horror Nights. Right. Is a is that like a, an empty box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just set a box on fire.
2: It's just a it's just a donut hole.
3: <laughs> um Jack the Clown, which looks incredible actually. Um so one's a Jack the Clown donut and the other is a pumpkin donut which, uh, I mean, everyone knows who follows me on Twitter knows how obsessed I am with pumpkin things. Um, It's it's filled with pumpkin spice filling and covered in vanilla frosting. Jesus Um, Christ, it's enough to make you go, Ryan, isn't it? I'm tempted to battle COVID just to go for it, to be honest. (laughs) So they're both pretty cool. And the other thing I wanted to talk about is kind of universal related, but also just pretty cool. LEGO are releasing a new Diagon Alley, Set tomorrow, well, as we record tomorrow on the 1st of September, and it's got 5,544 pieces, is 370 pounds, but it looks absolutely incredible. So, they've got, um, I think 14 minifigures in it, they've got, um, several stores from diagonally which you can also see in Universal Studios. So, that includes Ollivander's One Shop, Weasley Wizard, Weezes, um. Florian Fortes, Fortusks, Ice Cream Parlour, Scribulous Writing Implements, Flourish and Plots, and Quality Quidditch Supplies, they're all in this Lego set, which is, it does look incredible. It measures a metre wide, so it's massive.
1: I'm just looking it up now.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm tempted, along with the Mandalorian set, which also comes out tomorrow, I'm tempted to buy both of them.
1: What's the Mandalorian set that comes out tomorrow? The uh, the the ship. Oh, I did not know this. Yes. Okay, so I'm looking at diagonally. Um hmm. Jesus, that's a lot of minifigures. I know you said 14, but when you see him picture at the bottom of the box, <laughs> I know,
3: I know it's, it's a lot. Um. I mean, I mean, is it is it an alley? is it an alley it's kind of like a strip it's a street isn't it yeah yeah um i mean
1: it's still impressive don't get me wrong it reminds me of the and i suppose it's based on the um oh what the lego they're not called lego creations what's the um what's the lego range where you've got the shops
3: Oh, yeah, I know the ones. You can slot them all together, can't you?
1: Yeah, because we, um, my daughter's podcast, Alice's Magical Adventures. Um, no, what's it called? Oh, Alice's Magical Podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We we haven't, we've been off for summer holidays. I can't remember. I've not recorded for a while. Um, so um, we're close with a bookshop nearby, and they just bought the, they love Lego as well. And so they did a Lego bookshop, so they had to have it. Um, and I love those sets. And I remember, modular, aren't they? Yeah, I That's remember like... years ago they built, uh, they released a cinema. Yes. Like a marquee on the front. And I really, really wanted it. I had no room for it. And now it goes for mega bucks because it's been discontinued for a while. Um, but it very much reminds me of those because, um, you know, as you say, you can. You know, you got the shop fronts, but you've also got the the actual sh- the interiors. You can, you know, they're small, but you can you can play inside the shops and stuff. Yeah. And the Weasley, the uh, yeah, the, the magic shop or the joke shop looks great
3: inside, it actually. It, it looks like a fantastic set, and stairs actually stairs
1: and everything. Yeah. I'm tempted
3: to buy it just to make it feel like I'm in Universal. Oh man, it does look good. You know, it's missing really, is,
1: yeah. is the Gringotts, and I th- you know you know the thing is though they're gonna they're gonna release the whole lot, don't you? If that if that set sells, they will release like Gringotts and stuff. And it's all part
0: of this. It's all part of this interactive thing as well, isn't it? You scan certain things with your mobile phone, and it interacts with it. Oh,
1: okay. I that's how that. they
0: that's how they unveiled it this morning. They had the, the Weasley twins, the Phelps brothers, where you had yeah. to build you had to build a keyboard oh. to find out what it was.
1: So this is this only got announced today, did it?
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's, it's literally brand new coming out tomorrow.
1: Right, because I was going to say, like, I remember seeing a press release a few months ago for the new Harry Potter sets, which have slowly been trickling into I've
0: been stores. buying them as well. Actually. Yeah, we've got quite a few of them as well. I've got Privet Drive, The
3: Night Bus, and I'm sure I've got another one, but I can't for the life of me Yeah,
0: we've we've got um, The Night Bus, we've got Hagrid's um, Heart, Forbidden Forest as well. We've got a giant grop. Sitting in the dining uh, room. <laughs> Hogwarts
3: Express is the other one I bought. Yeah. It's in the lounge, that's why I can see it.
1: Uh, um, yeah, because I, um, I've got the clock tower. Yeah. I think it, It's called
3: the clock tower. Yeah, the Hogwarts got what's clock tower.
1: Um, so I got that, and I got one of the other because that's there's a few bits that stick together. Um, not the astronomy tower, the Great Hall, maybe.
3: Yeah, the Astronomy to Tower looks really cool, but it was quite pricey, I thought.
1: They all are. They're all about 90 quid. 80, 90 quid. So quite expensive. The um, problem
3: with Dying and Annie is I've just got nowhere to put a meter wide. This is the Lego problem.
1: Set. This is the problem with these these big Lego sets. You need to make them big. I get that. But that is the downside to them as well. Um, Yeah, £369. I will say... I think the Diagon Alley set, even though it's a bit more expensive, I do think that is more impressive than the Hogwarts Castle.
3: Yeah. I, I, I do not like Hogwarts Castle. I wasn't too keen on it. I mean, I, th- I don't think it helps that it's all grey, which I know is what Hogwarts Castle is, but for me, this looks like really exciting to look at. For 370 I, quid, 5,500 pieces, I think this is really cool.
1: Yeah, I think, I think with the... Um, with the other set because the thing is if you buy like the Great Hall and the Clock Tower and the Astronomy Tower you're basically making Hogwarts anyway yeah but with that with that massive set they did for 350 um, that because of the size of it it didn't come with minifigures it came with like micro figures or something I want to say I don't know what they called them but they were tiny absolutely tiny figures and I thought it looked stupid. They were in scale to the castle because of the size they've made the Hogwarts Castle, but with these modular sets, you know, you're getting a minifigure sized Hogwarts Castle.
0: Yeah. They've also got the the second series of the minifigures coming out tomorrow as well.
1: Oh, is it tomorrow they're coming out? Yeah. I've been keeping my eye out for those as well. But uh yeah.
0: yeah.
3: So the man yeah, the Mandalorian Bounty Hunter Transport comes out tomorrow um for £120. <sighs> isn't too bad no for,
1: in Lego terms
3: it's not too bad at all thousand, just over a thousand pieces that one but
1: as you said you know this is very very timely because you know we, we love Diagon Alley at Universal and it is like having one at home so I can see that being very popular for the Universal fans that aren't able to go this year in the same way that I know a lot of Disney fans finally pulled the trigger on the Cinderella Castle
0: yeah, that During was lockdown. the that was first thing everybody did, wasn't it? To see whether yep. they could find one.
3: Yeah, you know yep, what? Yep, yep. Our um our friend lent it to us to build, and it's not ac- I didn't find it that fun to build, hmm. and as a result of that, I don't think we're going to buy it. Interesting. I just think yeah, it was a bit. F- it was one of those Lego sets, like the um, I think it was the Slave One, the the Boba Fett ship. That is extremely fiddly to build, right? And like a couple of times with that, like the the um, one of the wings came off, and you have to almost restart the entire build. Oh god, it's which is not great when you're nightmare. like six hours in. No,
1: no, not at all.
3: But anyway, Lego woes aside, the uh, the diagonal set does look incredible.
1: Yeah, and you can still buy the uh, the upside down if you're so inclined.
3: Which looks... Fan- actually, Dan's got that in his lounge and it looks really cool. It's good. I I, I like
1: it, but I... You know, I, I like Stranger Things, but I don't think I like it that much.
3: Yeah, for, yeah. Same, same for me. I don't have it because I, di- I didn't think it... Kind of the same reason, really.
1: Clever concepts.
3: It's, yeah, but it's really? quite a big set. And again, yeah. I don't like Stranger Things that much.
1: No, not enough to justify it anyway. Yeah cool okay that's good to know i'm gonna show the rest of the family uh Diagon A tomorrow and then uh the saving begins um what other news did you have
3: that was it that was that was my news um yeah pipe actually piper all day has been asking me to buy diagonally and i've i've said to don i'm just gonna have to buy it for her
1: well you don't want to upset your kids right
3: no exactly uh
2: mr d anything from you uh nothing on the news front i don't think um I think we've covered the big stuff.
1: Um, P-Dubs?
0: No, I'm all good. That's that's pretty much covered it.
1: Cool. Well, in that case, then we will go over to uh, the attractions uh, competition that we've been having. And Craig is not here, as you've already guessed, but he did send us through the next uh, four rounds of it. Um, so, at match number nine, this is is Ripsaw. Falls versus Shrek 4D. Now uh he has also sent me his uh his feelings on these, so let me go find them. So uh, Craig said for Ripsaw uh for number nine, Craig said Ripsaw Falls all day long. It's half finished and has the most claustrophobic claustrophobic cue ever, but man, we have a laugh on it. Um now I will uh, before I go to the floor, I will admit I've never gone on Rips or Falls.
0: Same. Same.
2: Hey. Oh, oh dear. I have. So I'm um, want to on it then.
1: Yeah, I've, um, I've never been on it because I'm not a massive fan of Log Flumes. I also know it's not well themed because it got rushed out. And yeah, I think I've done Popeyes and. Because of how wet I got on that and how uncomfortable I felt afterwards, I just had no desire to do Ripsaw Falls. I was, um, I was going to do this trip actually because I thought well, there's no, it, you know, it's not a fear thing that stopped me going on it. It's just a can't be asked thing to do. So I thought well, I need to go on this attraction. So I would have gone on it this year, but lo and behold, COVID got in the way. So maybe that's God's way of telling me not to go on this attraction. Um, mm. But so in that case, Mister D, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, Ripsaw Saw Falls. Or Shrek 4D.
2: Well, this this is a tough one because I've been on Ripsaw Falls. You you get absolutely soaked. I mean, we we did get drowned. This is like you know, it's like Splash Mountain on steroids. Um, the theming isn't isn't as good. It's pretty basic. It's from from my recollection of it, it's it's almost a bit like um, oh, like Dino Land. You know, it's like a it's like two D. Um, so a lot of two D effects, really. But the ride itself is is pretty good. One of the fun things to do actually is not on the ride, but at the bottom of the ride, you can you got to put money in. But there are little squirter guns. So when people come, they think they've got through the worst of the log flume. You can actually hit a button, and there's like a water cannon that that will soak the people in the boat. So that's actually quite fun to do. So yeah, we've had have had a few good laughs on that one. However, I've got to say, I mean, Shrek 4D gets doesn't get a lot of love really. But uh, you know, I, in its day when it was when everything was working and it you know it was it was pretty new, it was it was a good film. It was a, quite a clever film and some some good laughs in it and some good effects. So I've got um, you know I've got some fond memories of Shrek 4D as well. I think I think it gets. I think it's tired and it needs it needs replacing now. But in its day, it was it was a pretty good film, and I like the pre-show. The pre-show is quite clever with the dungeon cam and you know the the, the sort of little pig animatronics and that sort of thing. So tough one. Uh, I yeah, I don't know. I think for for the, for a fun factor, I'll go with Ripsaw Falls, okay. but it's a close thing. Cool.
1: Um, ryan what about yourself
3: yeah i mean again i'm not being on this but the only again the same as unit really the only reason i've not been on it is because i don't really like being completely soaked through in the middle of the day and that's that's the only reason that i haven't been on it however i as uh, mr d was just saying i really like using the water cannons mm. and <laughs> I, I often spend too much money um and too much time standing on that bridge shooting people in the face of water. Yeah, um, I do, I love the Shrek 4D pre-show, but the actual show itself, I, I'm not a great fan of, especially as I can now watch it at home. I mean, they released it quite a few years ago now. Mm. But I think for me, even though I've never been on it, I think that the, the Falls takes the win.
0: Hmm.
1: Interesting. Um, P-Dolls, what about you?
0: same i've i've not been on it it's not an area i'm particularly big fan of um it's a
1: crap let's talk about that it's a crap land, isn't it yeah it is it's awful yeah
0: Yeah, it's badly themed it's old no one really knows the characters anymore popeye's probably the most modern one that's in there and no one has a clue who he is anymore
3: put nintendo in there i mean that's definitely a contender for me
0: yeah it wouldn't surprise me um So, yeah, and I can't say I've even spent that much time around the rides. I'm not a fan of water rides in general, other than Jurassic Park. Um, I tend to stay away from water rides anyway. Um, Shrek 4D, one of the first attractions I ever did at Universal Hollywood. In the same way, it's right at the front of the park like it is in Orlando. So it was one of the first I did there. It's one of the first you come to at Orlando. Um, always a, a welcome attraction. Great character meets outside normally as well. Mm. Um, the pre-show is superb. Uh, I love the animatronics of the the characters in the in the cages. I think that's brilliant, and them interacting with each other and and everything. And yeah, as you say, the the show you can watch. It's on Netflix now. Um, you can watch it whenever you want, but it's still a, a clever gimmick with the the four D side of things. As long as it's working properly. I haven't been on it for a while, I'll be honest, but um yeah, I'm gonna go for Shrek 4D.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Um I've I've not been on Trek 4D in years. Um I may not have been on it in the last decade thinking about it. Um but that said, it's just because like I'm not a massive i I feel that I've seen it, seen the the film, I've seen the film and the fact that it's been bundled in with, uh, you know, as bonus features or bonus disc with various Shrek releases over the years, and I, I believe it's also on Netflix now. Yeah, well, it's certainly been on Netflix. So it's, it's on.
0: on uh, it's on the sp- Spooky Stories.
1: Okay. Okay. I mean, I think what is good about the film in general is the fact that it is set. It, you know, it's, it's set in between Shrek and Shrek Two. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like that. That. Um, that bit in the middle, a bit like it's—it's it's the Clone Wars of Shrek.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, please don't compare it to the Clone Wars. Uh, no, I'm not comparing it to Clone Wars, but I'm talking in terms of what it actually achieves. You know, it's like the Clone Wars, right? It bridges the gap between what happens in Shrek and what happens in Shrek Two. I think. I think to be fair, it does do a good job of that. It, uh, it tells it tells a new story, but. As, as a kind of bridge between those two films, so I think that's good. I I do really, um, I, I did do really remember enjoying the pre-show of it as well. Mainly because I like Pinocchio and the Gingerbread Man. Um, I'm not never been keen on the Three Blind Mice, but um, you know, I love those two characters especially. So I think that was done really really well. Um, but. Yeah, for me, Shrek 4D. The the fact that I've been to Universal like so many times and never done um, Dudley Do-Right is is the reason why I'm going for Shrek 4D. Um, That whole area can get binned as far as I'm concerned. The only thing I like in that area are the speech bubbles and the photo op you can have with Marmaduke. Which the last time I remember when we went last year, I think was in dire, dire need of a repaint. It's horrible, like in a horrible condition. Um, but that whole land sucks. The rides in it aren't very good. And as I can't remember who said it now, but no one knows who the characters are. Yeah. Awful, awful, awful land. So for me, it's Shrek, but it doesn't matter because it's a three for, uh, to two win uh, for a Ripsaw Falls. So there you go. Um, the next one we've got is Kara uh, versus Jimmy Fallon. Um, now, again, I've never done So Same. Uh, it's Carousel, in it. Yeah. Does anyone really care? Um, but has anyone been on on it? Yeah, I have. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a carousel. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd get something say different then, but <laughs> it's the
3: greatest experience of my life.
1: I mean, I think you know, I've I've done the um, uh, the carousel, the Lancelot, I think it's called in Disneyland Paris,
3: which is the carousel they have in Fantasyland there. I think that, but that for me, like the the, the carousel, same in Fantasyland in Walt Disney World it's it's much more of a magical experience you're i think because i you kind of have that relationship with it since certainly for me when i was a kid you're in fantasy land i think there's a lot more of a, a wonderful magical moment that you're feeling when you go on a carousel in fantasy land versus a dr zeus themed carousel which to be honest most people from the uk don't really care about dr zeus yeah um, and
0: I think with the the Disney one as well. Obviously, that's that's kind of what started him on the route to to making yeah. a yeah. a theme park.
1: Yeah, there's a bit of history with that. Yeah, isn't there? So,
0: um, whereas I can't imagine Doctor Zeus when he was writing his books was considering building a carousel. No,
1: I mean he probably was wasn't thinking about too much. He was smacked off his tits, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I
3: mean, I've got most of his collection now that I
0: read too. The piper. That's they are, how
1: I know he smacked off his tits.
0: They are absolutely insane. I mean, Even th- watching the stuff on TV, when they've toned it down, it's still ridiculous.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I love green eggs and ham. Um, I never cared that much about the cat in the hat, and I like um how the Grinch style Christmas. Yeah. You know, I think they are they are good books. In general, but a lot of them are absolute gubbins. And like you, Ryan, I bought um, a box set for my daughter a good few years ago now. And so he would, you know, go through the books and we'd like one and done. Yeah. Like she would never ask to reread those books.
0: No, I bought that book when we were out there last year for Sam. And I don't even know where it is now. No. He's picked up and thrown it somewhere.
3: Now there are some classics. There's one, there's a short story called too many Dave's where, um, there's names of, of, um, kids this woman's had and they're all called Dave. That one's quite, I good.
1: remember, I remember you discussing that. I think maybe on a customer's always weird once.
3: Yeah. We went through a period where I was just reading them out and yeah, it's because they were so mental and the guys were like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I definitely remember you reading that one in particular, that one stuck with me. Um, but yeah, other than like three or four, the rest of his stuff is absolute gabbins And I don't know why he's held in such high regard.
3: Yeah, it's weird because he's really not over here.
1: But we got Roald Dahl. He wrote well, proper yeah, books. Mean,
3: you, when you compare the two.
1: I mean, it's, just, it's night and day, isn't it?
3: Yeah. But as you said, I think certainly The Grinch is kind of internationally recognised and is a really good book. But, it is now.
0: I don't think it was.
1: Yeah, and I think the only reason why it's internationally recognised is because it had the cartoon and yeah, then the no film idea, right, and right. then the cartoon. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I think without those, I mean, when when the Grinch, when when the Grinch came out in 2000, 2001, whenever that came out, that was the first time I'd heard of the Grinch. Yeah,
3: the Jim Carrey one.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'd never heard of Doctor Seuss before that. Except for uh, when REM mentioned him in one of their songs,
3: um, no, to, that, to be that fair, yeah, I think you might be right for, for me as well. I mean, two thousand yeah, I was only ten, but I mean, I, I should have heard of Doctor Zeus before that, if I because they're not read. I mean, the books are aimed at people younger than ten year olds. So I, I never had, I never had a Doctor Zeus book when I was a kid. No, nor did I. I had I, books like Doctor
1: Zeus. But I never had, you know, like short stories with like quirky pictures and stuff. But I never had any Dr. Seuss books when I was growing up.
3: Yeah, saying that, obviously I'm reading quite a bit of of very, very young children's books at the moment. And I have to say that I'm enjoying, personally, I'm enjoying reading Dr. Seuss more than I am reading the likes of The Wonky Donkey and stuff like that. Um, There's a few exceptions, The Hungry Caterpillar and... Um, we're going on a bear hunt are absolute classics but outside of that Dr. Zeus at least keeps things interesting
1: no no no. what you want is the book with no pictures by BJ Novak from The Office it's one of the best kids books I've ever read and it's short I will will check it out absolutely fantastic Uh, we I think I think we might have done it on the Christmas episode of this actually last year I think I've read it to my daughter because she loves me. You know, it's one of those, that is a book, that is a go-to book. That is a book that she will say, can we have this one tonight? I mean, not so much now. She, she normally reads by herself now. They grow up. But, uh, but yeah. Anyway, let's stop talking about kids' books. And uh, Mr. D, you've got a choice between Kara Zuzel or Jimmy Fallon. This is the worst, possibly the worst lineup in this competition so far.
2: I think it's pretty easy, really. I mean, it's got to be Fallon, isn't it? It's, uh, I haven't done Carousel, Reserve, to be fair, but I've done plenty of carousels, and, you know, carousel's are carousel, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, Fallon's pretty good. I mean, I don't love it, but it's, uh, it's quite entertaining. Again, it's a bit of a free show. It's quite fun. Um, And the ride itself is, is quite good fun as well. So, yeah, it's Fallon for me, all the way. Uh, Ryan?
3: Yeah, I mean, same same for me, really. I think one one is a, a poor man's carousel, and the other is a poor man's attraction. But
0: I think <laughs> I think Fallon wins for me. Mm. Uh, P-Dubs? Yeah, pretty much. Again, I haven't done carousel, so uh, Fallon is all right as you say, it's got a pretty decent pre-show. Um, but we didn't actually get to see the pre-show. We walked straight in last year when we went on our trip where there was no one in there at all. Um, the, 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 the actual ride itself is all right. It's pretty much similar to a lot of other rides at Universal. Um, it's got a decent shop, I suppose as well. um, with a lot of a lot of selection, so overall, I think Fallon is just a better experience all round. So Fallon for me.
1: Yeah, it's um, yeah. Uh, well, we do. Craig said uh, Fallon from the virtual queue, hashtag Panda, and all that to a fun family ride. I love everything about it. I can sit with my girls and just have a laugh. Um, I I love. Um, well, I don't love, but I've enjoyed. Various late night talk shows throughout the years. I was always a Letterman man rather than uh, Leno, because Leno is a notorious prick. I hate him.
0: With a great garage. A
1: fantastic garage. The man
3: knows his cars, but he's an absolute twat. Um, there's only one. There's only one thing bigger than his garage, and that's his chin. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Um I did see listen- <laughs> Oh, I don't know if you listened to uh Branch and Ripley, Ryan, but on the last episode um I got into talking about big bad Beetle Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. <sighs> the, the the bad uh one of the uh so you know like in Power Rangers they've got Zordon and, and Alpha.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like
1: the, uh, the, the 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 characters that helped the Power Rangers in the beginning, right? Yeah. So in Big Bad Beetleborgs was another one of these uh, Japanese shows where they stole the footage and then Americanized around it. And there's there's a ghost that they have that's a friend of theirs, and he looks like Jay Leno. Like it's it's so it's so. I'll send you a picture after this. It's so uh so like him. It's it's uncanny. But if you're really interested in the late night wars, there's a great film called The Late Shift, which talks about the battle between Jay Leno and Dave Letterman in the '90s fantastic and you if you didn't hate him before you'll hate Leno. but the reason i say that is because i do know a lot about the um the the history of the tonight show and so the initial bit when you go into the building um the downstairs level when they've got the the kind of evolution of the tonight show um leading up to the current run with jimmy fallon i really enjoy and i love the fact that they have to have a portion of it dedicated to conan o'brien how long did he last? Six months. Uh, I think so. I think he started in September. And I, I'm sure he was gone by the February.
0: But oh, let's like be honest he was
1: he was only gone because Leno decided that he wanted the slot back, not for any other reason. It wasn't because yeah. he wasn't good at his job. He I was like fantastic. Um, but hey, he's got his own show elsewhere, so it's fine. But yeah, so I love I love the fact that I have that. Um, I like the they put on the entertainment with the ragtime gals and stuff. Um, But I I think what is sad about the ride is that because it's when we've gone, it's normally very, very quiet. And so those people will be performing for about four people if they're lucky. When I I went last year, they they weren't even
0: there. No, they weren't when we went either. No. They put them on a screen. Yeah, it's it's
1: well they normally had them on a screen in between them like going off the brakes and stuff. Yeah. So they may have been there, they may not have maybe been.
0: Maybe maybe we just got through too quickly.
1: Yeah, but it, it's 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 sad because they do put a lot of effort in. I mean, the the first time I went on that attraction, it we was up there for quite a while, maybe about twenty minutes before we got called onto the ride. So we did get to see them actually perform and they did have a bit of an audience, but other times I've been there and yeah, it's a smattering of people and it, it does look a bit sad. Um, the ride itself is fine. Um, it's just a 3D simulator, isn't it really? Yeah. Not much more than that. Um, I know there's a few smells that they put in there sometimes, like you can smell pizza and stuff like that. Um, it's quite fun spotting all the Jimmy Fallon characters that they've, they've dropped in it. Yeah. I can't remember how many there are in total, but there's quite a few. Um, like in the backgrounds or driving a train or stuff. You know, it's, it, it's it's quite fun. But it's not something I would go on every time. I will go on it every time because I'm normally there with Craig. So and Craig will go done. on
0: it 10 times if he could.
1: Exactly. So I'm going to go on it at least once per mm. trip. But, you know, it's, it's fine. It's fine. So that is a clean sweep. Now, this is going to be another clean sweep, I think. Although it is, it's a shame. Uh, the next round is uh, Cat in the Hat versus Spider-Man. <laughs> Just um... laughed. Now, uh Now, what, what's Craig said here? Um, Sp- Spider-Man, but this one was closer than I thought. I actually adore both, but Spider-Man... Is just timeless and a perfect mashup of machine and screen. He did write Spider Man. Um, I'm. I'll go first on this one. I mean, to me, it's no contest at all. Spider Man, all the way. It, it's. It's still twenty years on, twenty one years on. Nothing. Nothing touches it. It's so unique. Uh, we've seen attempts at similar kind of attractions. Um, I mean. God, it's so good! They essentially built another version of the attraction in the other park for Transformers. Mm. Exact same bloody ride. Um, it's it just it's just brilliant. I mean, I love Spider Man anyway. Um, I love the fact that the uh, the queue for it has uh, clips of um, the '90s animated Spider Man series. I love it for two reasons. One, I love it for the nostalgia it was a great series. But I also love it that by the time the Spider-Man attraction actually opened in 99, that series had been cancelled and replaced. So it was already out of date when it first opened, but now it's gone all the way around to being retro. Um, you know, it, it recently had a 4K upgrade. It looks stunning. Um, it looks better than it ever did. And yeah, I, I would go on that all day long. Cat in the Hat is a good dark ride it's surprisingly intense for a dark ride in terms of like the the motion and stuff like that you do get span spam around quite a lot and it does look good um i think you know the the, the way they use like the, the puppies and stuff is really good um but spider-man is is almost the ultimate theme park attraction so that is a win uh for me um p Dubs, what about you
0: Again, this seems to be the theme of the night, but I haven't been on Cat in the Hat. Wow. Um, Last time we went, uh, as a family, Sam wasn't big enough to go on it. So we didn't. Um, We didn't go on it last year when we all went, for obvious reasons. Um, So yeah, I've not been on Cat in the Hat. And as most of you know, I'm a massive comic book geek anyway. Um, so even if I had been on it I'm sure Spider-Man would have won out anyway but yeah as Nick says the ride itself is superb um, I love the the ride vehicles the uh, uh, the screens are great it, it looks wonderful again now um, wonderful character designs um, love the Stanley cameos I think they're brilliant yeah um, the, the queue itself could be cleaned up a little bit I think that could do with a little bit of not updating, but just just cleaning up a little bit It's starting to look a little tired, but outside of that, I love being able to watch the, the animated stuff as you walk through the queue um, and yeah it, it's the best thing in that land by a mile
1: oh yeah, um, and actually you you now you've mentioned it, yeah you're right um, when you look at you, you walk through the the daily bugle you know, the reporting floor and all of the computers are proper, huge, chunky monitors
3: and very plastic keyboards. There's like grey donuts in there as well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: It just looks like it's been burnt out for the last 20 years. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I I think a more modern upgrade wouldn't be a miss and it probably wouldn't cost too much money to do either actually.
3: Uh, But Ryan, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I, um, I do actually go on cat and the hat every time I'm in universal, I, I got told off last year for taking photos in it. I, there's no warning that you can't take photos, but I still got told off about it. Um, but Spider-Man is my favorite comic book character. It's, a, it's what got me into comic books. Arguably, it's what got me into being the big geek that I am today, actually, following Spider-Man and, and the comic books in the kind of mid- to late '90s. I've started reading the, the books from the very beginning, the comic books from the very beginning. Um, when Stan Lee was writing it in the 60s. And it's, it's a go to attraction for me at Universal, in you know, Adventure. It's absolutely incredible. I think since they updated the, the, um, the graphics as well, it's just even better. Um, part of me does wish that they, they maybe removed Hydro Man and replaced it with a villain that's a bit more uh, well known and more of a match. But I think the fact that it includes Hobgoblin and Electro. Which are two of my favorite Spidey villains is a big win for me. They, usually they go to um, the Green goblin, but Hog goblin, I actually prefer as a villain. so I think seeing him in, a, in an attraction is incredible, and I think Nick, you've said it quite well already, it is it's hard to be it's a hard attraction to match, even 20 plus years on. It's still absolutely incredible and long may its reign continue at Universal.
1: Well, unfortunately, Ryan, Hydro Man has to stay because if Hydro Man goes, how are you going to get your uh, patented universal
3: yeah. ultra effect? <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. I like that they, that they included Scream. You know, it's it's a nice, it's a different villain to include other than what they could have done, which is thrown Venom and Carnage. Oh, you expect Carnage? Yeah, you expect Venom or carn- Carnage?
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that was a well. I, I think they're all kind of bold choices, really when You think about it because, um, you know, as you say, Hobgoblin is not the usual version they would trot out. Um, you would have uh, probably Venom rather than Scream, um, as yeah. well. Uh, Sa- uh, I'm trying to think who else is it? Doc Ock, obviously, and Electro. yeah, it makes sense. Electro, yeah, kind of. I suppose. He's, he's, he's
3: often
1: in the 66, six, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's probably a bit more of a safer choice. But yeah, I like the fact it's not just, um, you know, I, I think they're good choices overall. Um, and Mr. D, what about you?
2: Yeah, I, mean, I think you guys have, have covered it quite well. Spider-Man's a great ride. One of my favourites. Um, love it. And, you know, the little upgrades that they've done on it are, are pretty good. Um, we actually got Stuck on it once, and uh, they had to take us into the workshop. So we saw it kind of lights on behind the scenes. That was quite interesting. Uh, they walked us up, but uh, yeah, it's it's Spider Man for me all the way, really. I
1: remember seeing a documentary. It's quite an old one now. It was one of these travel documentary, Travel Channel documentaries about makings of theme park rides, and they had footage from when they were testing Spider Man. Mm. inside a big warehouse so you just had the track and like the car going around and stuff like that and i think it's so old that it might have been when they were proposing it to be the batman attraction before that fell through right yeah so like we're talking like mid must have been about 96 something like that 97 maybe Right, but uh, yeah, just, you know, just thought, thought it's fascinating that you know, that's that's a little were testing that ride, first of all, was without the, the effects and screens, but just how the ride vehicle felt for the people riding it and stuff. Must have been a very uh surreal experience doing a, an air, aircraft hangar, but uh, well, clean sweep for Spider Man, then sorry, yeah. cat in the hat. Uh, and the last one, I think this is probably going to be another clean sweep, uh, or certainly close to, is uh, Popeye versus Hulk. So, Craig has said, Craig has opted for Popeye. He says, Popeye, last year after it rained and reopened, there was absolutely no queue. So, let us stay on the ride three times. Everyone who wanted to ride rode. So, we had an entire boat to ourselves and it was hysterical. Um, I'll go first. Hulk. Sorry, Popeye, but Popeye is the reason why I hate water rides so much. I got so drenched on that one year that I refused to ever go on it again because it made me miserable. I had to go and buy new shorts. I'd got that soaked. And like an hour later, I was still – it was it was a blazing hot day and I was still absolutely dripping. So I was like, I'm going to have to buy some new clothes. And uh, my wife my wife convinced me to go on it uh, the next time we went. So I did but wore a poncho and still ended up pretty damn soaked. So Popeye can jog on. I don't find it hysterical. I find it annoying. Um the Hulk does give me a bit of a headache. Um, but and I and I don't like the second half of the ride. I hate rides where you've got all the good stuff in the beginning. So it is a very you know, it goes from literally not to sixty really quickly in terms of excitement. And then you get all that in the first like forty seconds and then the rest of the ride is a bit of a slog. But you know, that still that opening bit is still really incredible. So uh, pardon the pun. So yeah, for me it's the Hulk. Uh Mr D.
2: Um Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to beat the Hulk. That start is just awesome and that when you get fired up that that tube it's just it's just a cracking ride. I I know what you mean about the the sort of Heady key thing. I don't really. It doesn't really bother me that much, but but it does carry. She um she gets rattled around a a little bit on those. I don't know, I don't know what the secret is really. I think if you try and hold your head too steady, then I think that actually makes it worse. Um, but then if you let it go completely floppy, you get banged from side to side. So you've got to go kind of somewhere in the middle, I think. But it's um, hard. It, yeah, it's never bothered me too much. Um, but yeah, I just I just love it. I think it's a uh, I think it's a great ride. Quite like the theming in the queue. Again, it's kind of 2D, 2D sort of uh, comic book. Um, But I think ride, I think that works quite well. Um, So yeah, it's uh, got to be the Hulk for me too.
1: Be careful with uh, saying me too. Uh, Ryan, yourself?
3: Yeah, I mean... I, I hate getting absolutely soaked on on Rise Popeye. I haven't been on in probably fifteen years plus, just because it it really upsets me. So the the whole wins again. I like you. I get a bit of a headache when I go on it, but I still love the attraction. I think that since they updated the queue as well, the queue is really cool now. And that it's very difficult to beat that launch in any coaster in Orlando. Yeah. To be honest, I think the fact that the launch is incredible and you get st- rocketed straight outside um i think is is hard to beat so yeah the Hulk wins for me easy
2: yeah i think it's a giggle that on Popeye the, you get absolutely drowned on that ride and then you come off and you pay what is it five bucks to get dried on that human-sized hand dryer
3: yeah it's just a joke yeah. isn't it
2: yeah yeah oh like,
3: yeah, yeah i
1: remember those yeah walking hair drives yeah Ooh. Um and P dubs.
0: Yeah, likewise I'm I'm sticking with the same theme. I haven't been on Popeye. <laughs> um so yeah, Hulk. Hulk was the first actually last year was the first time I'd been on the Hulk as well. Um previously I hadn't in fact previous to that I'd only been to Ireland once anyway. Um and that was with the little one. So I hadn't I hadn't gone on it the queues were too long on a family holiday when it was just gonna be me doing it and and leaving the other two so I'd never been on it until until last year and yeah I, I agree it, it makes me want to heave um when I get off it but um I've been on it so yeah the Hulk Hulk wins
1: Hulk wins flawless victory almost flawless I mean, Craig obviously
0: is. yeah you know, but
1: uh, yeah good well, that's it for another round. So we'll uh, see what uh, Craig's done all the brackets already. So I'm not, I am not—I haven't seen them. None of us have seen them. So uh, we will have the next lot on the next episode. So thank you for playing along. Um, if you don't agree with us, get in touch. We won't listen to you, but it'd be nice to hear from you.
0: Other people might, but we probably won't.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if anyone's got any counter-arguments that are good, I'd like to hear them, but it's not going to change my opinion.
0: Hello, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. Interested in a Universal vacation? I can help you find the best deal for your family. There are tons of options at Universal, and I can help you choose the best ones and help build an itinerary to help you maximize your time there. I make the plans, and you make the memories. Contact me at Wendy Prater at travel.com.
1: But uh, we're going to continue now with our walk around Universal. Um, so we've been doing city walk, which is where we still are.
0: Yeah, so last time we finished on the Hollywood golf mini golf, yeah. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna cross over the entrance, um, and we're gonna start with one of next favorites, um, and that is Bubba Gump Shrimp Company.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, Bubba Gumps, the Bubba first Gump. place I ever had pulled pork. <laughs> In 2007, it had not crossed to the UK at that point, and I had a a, a barbecued pork bulk wrap, and I was very excited. I was like, "This is the future,"
2: and it was in a, gim- in, a in a gimp shop in a, in a Bubba Gump <laughs> shop in a. <laughs> In a, in a shrimp shop. I Shrimp that when you've had a couple of jeans. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How is that Seville
2: going down? It's gone well. It's gone. Yeah. Really good. It sounds. Like I'm it. feeling no pain.
0: It'll be snoring
2: shortly. Yeah.
1: He... I mean, I mean, look, <laughs> Bubba Gump's. You know, there, there's only one thing you should be going to Bubba Gump's for, really, and that's coronary. Well, yeah, pop-up. I don't think they do it anymore, which is even more frustrating. Not that I could eat it, but, um, but yeah, it's Corona readers. Um, forest gum number plates. And that as well. I mean, I I think as as those restaurants kind of go, I think Gumps is pretty good. Like the food is fairly decent quality. The pricing is not too bad. I don't think. Um, you know, if you love shrimp, um, you know, it's a great place to go. That was the first place we'd also had coconut shrimp, which became a firm favourite. So um, you know, if you like, if you like, or as we call them, prawns. Um, I don't know why there's a difference between shrimp and prawns across the Atlantic, but there are. Mm. So we hear shrimp, it's prawns. Um, but yeah, you know, the coconut shrimp's really good. Um, they do a few kind of uh more home grown like meals. So I remember getting hush puppies with as like a side one, so mac and cheese, that kind of stuff. You know, it's you know, the food is the food is fine. It's not gonna blow you away. But it's it's fairly decent, but the corona is where it's at. Now who hasn't had a Corona Rita? I
3: haven't, you know.
1: It's quite, I haven't either. Despite loving Coronas. So none that was that no one, was that I note from you, Mr. as well? Not from me too. So for those that don't know, it's a mighty drink. Um it is a um margarita cocktail. And they stick a little uh, plastic clip on the side of the glass where they open and then pour a bottle of Corona into the glass. And as you uh, drink the, the, the cocktail, um, obviously more beer is released into the glass. So uh, it, it lasts longer than you expected to. And it just works really well. And uh, they're lovely. And when we went to Halloween Horror Nights 27, um, they had free. Uh, seasonal variations of Corona Rita so we had all three and um, that was the infamous uh, infamous night of uh, Craig's uh, King Kong dung so I make of that what you will but Corona Rita's are great um, and yeah, Bubba Gump's it's, uh, it's not a bad choice
0: Yeah, it seems like it's if you want something simple and like just I, just yeah like forest gum and and easy to eat and don't have to wait too long and things like that. It seems like the perfect place to go to. I've walked past it so many times, both in Orlando and in Hollywood, and still haven't been in.
1: the one in um the one in London replaced planet Hollywood. It's on the old location. Planet Hollywood moved from the Trocadero just down the road and um, it got turned into a shop for a while, and then uh, it became Bubba Gump's. It's not as good. It's a a surprise of literally no one. It's not as good as the American ones. Um, It's more expensive. The food portions are smaller, um, but they do do Corolla So if you're in London, check it out just for that. You can go to the bar. You don't have to eat the food. Um, You can get bar food as well, actually. But, um, you know, if you just want to drink, you can go up to the to the bar and sit around the bar. So, um, yeah, if you're missing out, you can do that. What's next?
0: So next we go to Ryan's home from home. Uh-huh. Um, we are heading to Starbucks yes. next.
1: No. <laughs> so I think track.
0: everybody knows what Starbucks is. And if you don't, where the hell have you been hiding for the last 20 years?
1: Yeah, this is the it's the only Starbucks on in, C- in City isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: There is one in Universal as well.
0: And
3: in Islands. Is there one in Islands? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the one in Islands? Next to Cinnabon, right in the end. That's right. Opposite, yeah. it's opposite.
1: It's opposite. oh, around that yes. area. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it's next to um another restaurant, isn't it? Yeah. Um but that's the Starbucks where um, I gave the name Bruce for my coffee, and Craig gave the name Wayne as his. <laughs> so it'd be Bruce Wayne. He's and he's he's elbowing me like, a, and I'm like, what? He's like, I just said my name's Wayne. I'm like, right? He's like, well, think about it. I'm like, yeah, I just thought about it. Nothing, mate. He's like, oh no, think about it. And he he did this for a good few minutes. Like, oh, you know, you know when someone's trying to. I know what you're trying to do, but I didn't understand what he was trying to do. And therefore him just saying to me, never think about it. It Just piss me off. Just, just tell me what joke you're pulling here. (laughs) And then he did. And I was like, that is pretty genius. Well done. (laughs) But that's my memory of that Starbucks. I think I had a breakfast muffin in there as well. Actually. That was pretty good. But, um, I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing fancy. No, no special drinks exclusive to universe or anything like that. unlike Voodoo, um, like donuts do donuts and stuff. But, um, yeah, it's a good place to get coffee.
2: Right. Yes. Yeah. And, it's and nice, Yeah. All these places have got <laughs> kind of nice memories as well. You know, if you've had a good dinner party and you're coming out and you stop in there for a drink and just kind of sit outside and watch the world go by, it's nice. Yeah.
0: yeah. It is. It's actually in a really good spot. Mm-hmm. for that sort of thing as well in that entrance bit where everybody more or less everybody has to walk through unless yeah. you staying at a hotel so you're always going to see different things going on and, and all sorts of things so it is it it's in a really good spot yeah
1: is it is it facing Cinnabon
0: uh not quite it's opposite yes it is yeah
1: yeah pretty so good. two two pretty good options for breakfast yeah I don't know what a coffee's like in Cinnabon mind you
2: um, I
0: don't know mm. nope. so on to the the next one is red oven pizza bakery, so we're onto to that that kind of that new section where they did a a lot of of upgrades um a couple of years back
1: i I went to get a pizza there last year, but didn't, and I can't remember why maybe it was too long, maybe the queue was too long can't remember, but I've not, I've not actually eaten in there yet. Has anyone eaten in there? No. No, no, no I
0: haven't been there. Mm. No, it's always, always tempting. It always gets good reviews. People always seem to, to enjoy it. So it's, and I would imagine that's quite a quick option as well. Um, to grab a pizza. I know they do. A lot of them are are done as you order, so that it's not going to be overly quick. But even so, it doesn't take that long to cook a pizza. No, That's
1: you're looking at about crazy. ten minutes, aren't you?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I'm I'm interested. I might might try that next year before Halloween Horror Nights. That might, or even after, if they're still open. Um, All you need before Halloween Horror
3: Nights is a beer, my friend. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> But beer and pizza is a. So have been made yeah, it's a heaven-made combination. It's exactly a combination,
3: combination
0: that. yeah. Yeah, I actually missed missed one. Uh, I skipped over one. Um, Coldstone Creamery. Yeah, so, don't uh, worry, buddy. I, I wasn't going to let you skip that one. <laughs> 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 I got. I missed it. It's under the bridge, and I was like, "Oh, no, I've skipped mm-hmm. over that one." So yeah, I I know Mr. D mentioned this the last time we uh we spoke about City Walk when we talked about dipping Darts. Oh yes. Uh, one of I've your had, favorites. I've only
1: had Dipping Dots once. <laughs> it's an interesting concept. Again, it's it's something that hasn't really. I, been, I remember a while ago, Calippo did. I think they were called Calippo shots. Yeah. Now, for American listeners, uh, Calippo is a brand um, of of it's not ice cream. It's it's like iced fruit juice, I suppose. Yeah,
2: yeah. a popsicle is what. Yeah, you're, yeah. Quite.
1: Yeah, um, so it's like a, a a big cylinder that you kind of squeeze up a tube. It sounds a lot more sexual <laughs> when I talk about it in here than it actually is. Um, but they launched another product which was like a, a tub, and it had little balls inside. Again, which it is it very be, sexual.
2: It used to be really popular, and like if you were in a mall in America, any mall, there would be a Dippin' Dots, uh, a little kiosk, you know. Not a shot, but a little thing in the middle. Um, my kids used to love it. Dipping dots was like a big thing for them, but this was like 15 years ago. It's a long time ago.
1: Hmm. I did. I remember seeing them quite a lot. You're right.
2: Yeah. but don't see them so much now.
1: But I've never seen them. I've never seen him in um, in the US.
2: Yeah, what I didn't. think. They were all over the. US at one point. yeah well, it, it, I said all over. I mean I didn't go all over, but we lived in the. US. for a while and we, you know if we you went to a mall, it was usually a dip and dots place, and my so, kids would make a beeline for it.
1: I'm pretty sure that walls um, is known as good humor in America. I think that's what the brand is called in in America. You do get a few like Walls ice creams out there. Yeah. Yeah. They've got the same logo, that kind of, that heart-shaped logo. So, yeah. So if you're wondering what the hell we're talking about when we say Wolves, it's, it's the same company as Good Humor. It's just the UK division of it we've a few different deals um, but yeah so so what is coldstone creamery like you know obviously uh, what was the one at um, disney
2: ample hills ample hills the one that's so gone on the board what yeah, yeah so how,
1: how how does how does this one compare
2: well the the, the thing about coldstone creamery the kind of usp if you like or the, the the gimmick is you you pick a couple of ice creams and you pick Uh, Like sauces and toppings, so you might pick two or three flavours, and you might have like caramel sauce and chocolate chips or chocolate cookie or cookie dough pieces or whatever. And they they put them on like a um, a marble slab. Put the ice cream on a marble slab using scoops, and then they fold the ice cream and they fold the the toppings, if you like, they fold them into the ice cream. They don't mix them in; they fold them in, and it doesn't sound. That exciting, really. But if you pick the right combination of toppings and ice cream, it is really nice, and it's good ice cream as well. And Um, what they do,
1: so once once they mix, they fold it together.
2: Yeah.
1: They then put it into like a a glass or something. Yeah,
2: like a tub. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and they've got seats outside, or you can walk away with it. You can take it take away, or you can sit outside, which which means you're actually sitting right next door to Starbucks. So it's that same same area. Yeah. Because, I mean,
1: when you said about the the slab, I was thinking of um, those, and they are popped up quite a lot recently. The ice cream rolls. Mm -hmm. Have you seen those?
0: Like Arctic rolls?
1: No. So, what they do is um, I think they use like condensed milk or something, Mm -hmm. but they have it on a really cold plate. So, you'll say whatever you want in it and they'll they'll pour it on it, it's almost like mate, watching someone do a stir fry or something, so it involves like um not pallet knives, but what are those um what's bigger than a pallet knife
2: yeah that's that's the same thing as they've got It's almost like a like a skillet um you know like you have for like pancakes it's it's like two of those. Yeah, it's
1: they they pour it and then they kind of basically like chop it up, uh-huh. um, throw throw in whatever ingredients you're you're putting in it. You know, chop it all up, throw it around, and then eventually it kind of sets into like a big flat piece of ice cream, mm. and then they they kind of uh, roll it up into like little, little rolls. You get like a almost like a bouquet of ice cream rolls. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. what it sounds like. But yeah, it sounds like a similar kind of thing.
2: Yeah. But uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, if you like ice cream, it's it's good. It's, uh, and it's a little bit different. I mean, it doesn't, you think, well, so what if you have it on top or if you fold it in, so what? But I don't know. It, it, it can give you some really good combinations. Yeah,
1: but you'd say that, like, there is no bigger disappointment in life then going to McDonald's and, and asking for a McFlurry and the McFlurry machine's not working, which is code for we can't be asked to use this machine to mix it up. Yeah. Now, when you have a McFlurry mixed, I mean, I'm not and I'm not even a massive fan of McFlurries in general, but when they mix it up, you get, you know, whatever it is. So, uh, you know, dairy milk or uh, Oreo, whatever it is, it's mixed through the ice cream. So you yeah. haven't got to like eat through the topping or something it's mixed in so you know you might get a bite of ice cream which doesn't have any in and you might have another bite that has lots in but it's you know fairly like throughout the ice cream it's mixed yeah. when they just fry it on top you kind of eat through the topping and then you're just re- left with like just normal ice cream at the bottom mm. it's yeah. not the same so no i think it makes a big difference so that mm-hmm. sounds really good yeah yeah it's
2: good highly recommend it yeah
0: right so moving on we are moving to vivo italian kitchen another one of those those new restaurants that came in a couple of years ago um another one that i've not tried again i've not eaten that much on city walk to be honest
1: no no i don't i don't know why i don't so what's this place called
0: vivo italian kitchen so it's simmering sauces and made from scratch pasta breads and mozzarella
1: Sounds, Sounds pretty good, good actually. actually. Yeah. Ooh.
0: Yeah, yeah. It does sound sound good. I like I, I like a good pasta. <laughs>
1: hmm. Well, something to try next time for sure. Yeah, yeah, I've never been
0: there. Yeah. So one to add to the list again. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, and it's one we've kind of talked about previously um, about what they're doing on City Walk, but the next one is the Universal Studio Store. Um, which we believe is moving closer towards the entrance. Um, but currently, it's still here, right coming towards the end of City Walk, towards the hotel end of City Walk, where you can get basically anything that you might have forgotten in the parks.
1: Yeah, it's, it does a pretty good job of having bits from, from all the different parts of Universal.
0: Yeah. I know I've shopped in there as I've been leaving and I've been off site and come out and gone, Oh, maybe there's a couple of bits that I could have picked up while I was in the park that I haven't and gone in there and actually found some decent stuff.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that's where I tried the, um, the hoodie on last year. Yeah. Cause I was tempted to buy the Halloween Horror Night hoodie. I didn't buy it in the end, but didn't like it when I tried it on. But, that I'd forgotten to try it in the park. I was like, oh, they've got it in here. So that's what I did.
0: I know I bought mugs and stuff in there. And last kind of last minute thing when I've gone, oh, actually not really bought a lot. I'll go in and have a look and see what they've got and, and come out with mugs and stuff like that. Yeah. Because they do tend to have, you can then look at kind of everything rather than just going in one shop that's related to one thing. You actually can go, well, actually I want something from, this film and they should have a pretty good selection of what you would have found in the parks. Yeah. So, yeah, but as we say, that might well be moving back towards, um, towards Voodoo Donuts, actually. It will be pretty close to, um, if that does go ahead, if that's what it is, but at the moment that work doesn't seem to be progressing any.
1: Well, we'll probably find out a day before it opens. Right.
0: Well, yeah. they will probably be <laughs> the happens, Yeah. They'll probably announce it on the same day as the Raptor Coaster. Yeah. Um. So the next one is the newest restaurant on City Walk. And that hang, on, is... hang
1: on, hang on, hang on. Ca- have we missed Cowfish?
0: No, Cowfish is at the top.
1: Oh, okay, sorry. Jumping ahead yeah. Of myself.
0: Yeah. Um. So the next one is Big Fire. The, the barbecue restaurant that they opened oh, last year yeah
3: Ooh. heard good things about it yeah so
0: I didn't hear great things about it when it first opened um, it got a bit of a bad bad rap at the at the start but it did seem to pick things up um, towards the end of the year um, and the start of this year people were, were' frequenting it a bit more than they had been um, I'm a massive fan of barbecue so it would have caught my attention if I'd have had time. I might have eaten in there, but didn't have time for a sit-down meal while we were out there last year. So, um, again, that's another one that I might add to the list for next year.
2: Yeah, that sounds like a good one, a late barbecue.
0: Yeah. Um, so, one we've actually already spoken about tonight, and that's one of the little chaos on the... On the river there, and it, that is dipping dots. So yeah. we've we've already covered that today, and um, before we'd even got there. And um, so that's just one of the, the little kiosks um, so, alongside the merchandise ones.
1: It's yeah. So f- for those that don't, because we didn't talk about it that much, um, but dipping dots are like just little tiny balls of ice cream. Yeah, and that's that's any way to describe it, right? It's,
0: yeah, flavored. They got like a flavoured coating on them, haven't they?
1: Yeah. So it's a, it's a weird one. Yeah. Quite nice, but I mean, I I can't say it changed my opinion of um, what what to you know how to eat ice cream. It was yeah. a gimmick more than anything else for me.
0: Yeah. And then what I would probably say, the, the last one for the night, and, and that's actually a joint one. There's there's two different venues that belong to kind of the same company. And another one of Nick's favourites this time, I know you were at the stop there last year, um, and that's Jimmy Buffett. So you've got, first of all, you've got uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, and then opposite, you've got the Lone Palmer Airport Lounge, um, which is also Jimmy Buffett. Um, that sells a full uh, that has a full bar and appetizers um outside of his plane,
1: yeah it's very weird isn't
2: it?
0: yeah, and it and more or less just sounds like it sells exactly the same stuff that margaritaville does
2: yeah I've eaten in margaritaville, but not not the other place.
1: I did go to Margaritaville last year to get a margarita because they have like a little takeaway window, yeah mm-hmm.
0: but you couldn't take it away.
1: Well, I, I gave up in the end. I stood there for about ten minutes trying to get served, and didn't. So I just went oh, okay. <laughs> so I just left. <laughs> but I went over to Fat Tuesday instead. But um, the, the little the little airplane bar is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was somewhere probably we should have stopped stopped at last year. Was that little bar? Because mm. we walked past it every single night on the way back, and even on the way in half the time as well and we probably should have stopped but we we just didn't um so that's that's that must be on the list for for the next trip i reckon
1: yep yeah it seems like a good place to stop for a drink for sure
0: yeah mm-hmm. so yeah i think that'll cover it for for this episode before we head on to the upstairs yes the next one
1: yep cool, cool well we'll wrap this episode up here thank you very much p dubs for your your research um thank you everybody else for your contributions and uh yeah i was trying to think of uh, the game and if there's any shots but no that wasn't really so that's fine um so yeah so we're back uh in uh, in september with another episode in a few weeks and um yeah we'll, we'll see what is left at city walk and uh what we've got for the next round of uh, attractions so until then we'll see you soon
0: here we are you later.
2: bye this podcast is part of the
0: after dark podcast network